everyone. Welcome to Living the Liminal podcast. I am Christy Peck, spiritual teacher, intuitive, and author of Coming Home, A Love Story. Wouldn't it be something if you could have it all? An uncensored peace, a true joy, and an all-knowing that there is so much more to life than what our human body can see and do and experience. I invite you to join me here every week as my guests and myself have conversations around living consciously with courage, connection, and choosing to feel good even in the uncharted and unknown moments. I am so thrilled you are here and look forward to sharing this sacred space with you. Hi, my friends. Welcome to Living the Liminal Show. This week, I am so excited again to have a little chance with just me and you this week and to kind of, I don't know, come back on and talk about just where I am with the world we live in right now. I really, really hope that you had a chance to listen to Dr. Rebecca Ray last week. Um, I've been really thinking about that interview and a lot of what she said about the art of kindness and and like this the, the idea of like really being self-kindness, like self-kind, like not self-care, self-love. I know we talk a lot about that. I even do too. It's amazing. And yet just the, the concept of being kind has really been kind of um, hanging over my head, kind of like an umbrella. I'm taking it everywhere, it seems like. Um, and And I think it's because we think of being kind as something we do for other people. Like I, I give to you, I'm kind to you. And I don't think we've ever really stopped and thought about what it really, really means to like be kind to ourselves. And, and what does that look like? You know, um, and I love our conversation last week with Dr. Ray talking also about brave and what it means to be brave. and you know, the next couple of weeks and in the next year and the next month and the next decade, we have to start being brave. I believe we are being called to be who we are, to be authentic beings in this world. And, and what does that look like for you, for me, and for all those that are around us? And I've really been contemplating this, um, this notion of what does it mean to really be authentic? And so I'm going to start off with a story today. Um, this is not this is not a, an older story. This is this is something that I've never really um, talked about before. I've never really acknowledged it before. It's it's something I've dealt with quietly, silently, but I've never really opened up about it. And and I think that this is just the perfect perfect moment for me to honor the story within to share this story with you and to use it as the spin-off to what it means to be truly authentic. So um, about 13, 14 years ago, um, my family, which I have four kids and my, my twins were two. Um, my older son was, was going into third grade. Um, my second son was going into first grade. We were in a small three bedroom house. It was, it was not a big house at all. 
I loved it in the beginning when I had all the four kids, which sounds crazy, but I did because I literally could shut doors and it would just, it was kind of like a circle and, and the kids would run in circles. They'd run in laps. They'd crawl in laps, you know, just do laps around the house. And, and it was just sweet and it was tender and, and I could pay attention to them and be present with them and, you know, walk into another room because they weren't, but a few feet away. And, um, and we had a lot of great, great family memories in that house. And we were in a space where we were outgrowing that house and we had really fixed it up. And, and I loved that little cute, little cozy house. Um, but we needed to move and we knew we needed to move. We needed to move very intentionally. My older son was, um, um, he was having some challenges in the school that we were at. They, they were just not as open and inclusive as we needed them to be for him and his learning style. Um, I could project and kind of see the same coming up for my second son. And it was just not an environment that really worked for us anymore. That's really what it came down to. It's not who was doing what was wrong, um, who wasn't doing the right thing. It, it wasn't about that. It was about our family intentionally knowing that we had to move to another spot. It was part of our evolution as, as human beings, the six of us. So we began to look for a house. And when we looked for a house, we asked the children, the two older ones, what do you want in a house? What do you want? What are you looking for? And, and what they said was they wanted outdoor space that they could run around. They loved, we had this common ground in the back of our, our house and they wanted that. They wanted a creek. And, and really other than that, they didn't care. They didn't care if they had bedrooms by themselves or not. They didn't care. They just wanted all this, you know, two boys at those ages of third and first grade. They just want to be outside and rummaging through nature. So we came across this house in an area that we thought would be a better school district, a better learning environment for our family to grow into. And we decided to buy this house. And when we came to look at this house, it had possibility. It had potential. It was big and spacious. It had enough rooms to, to hold us all. It had big open spaces. Um, it had the common ground and it had the, the creek and the nature little, little forest area in the back. And it also had some flaws, massive flaws. It had some foundational flaws. It had some other kinds of flaws. Some were noticeable, some were not as we got dug into getting inspections and stuff. And, and I remember when we bought this house, I was so excited for the possibility to grow my family in this house, to, to see what we could do with possibility, you know, like these big open rooms in this big spacious place, what could it look like for my family? And to me, it was just kind of like a piece of white paper okay, or whiteboard, and I'm about ready to paint my life on this board. That's what it felt like moving in. I was so excited. I just, you know, more than anything, intentionally, it worked. 
better school district, so better learning environments for my children, big open outdoor spaces, big inside spaces that we could figure out what we wanted to do with it. Well, moving into this house, um, we came to find out some things about it. One of it being that it was literally sitting on the market for 16 months, which is kind of crazy when you think about a house in the particular area that we live in because they don't sit on the market for that long. So there was definitely some parts to it. There was probably definitely stories to it. Um, and I remember moving in this house. I do believe there was a little bit of like energy, like things that had gone on in this house before, things that I didn't even recognize about this house, but that had kind of held us in this space. Well, as time goes on, you know, I get involved in the school community, I get involved in my own community. And I remember running into a couple people who lived in the neighborhood that we lived in at the time. And one comment, and isn't it funny that it's always just one comment, no one else says anything, but the one comment just takes a hold of our heart. Well, I fell into that trap. The one comment came and it was um, someone that we hung out with because they were our neighbors and we did, our kids were the same ages and we did school stuff together and, and such. And the one comment was that uh, we were in a social situation and she made the comment that she had come and seen the inside of our house because she wanted to see why it wasn't selling. And she wanted to see what was wrong with it because she couldn't understand why this house that appeared big on the outside wasn't selling. Okay, so something about that comment triggered me and literally it was like it was like sliding down a slide at a playground it I just went whoop, straight down and I sunk and I sunk into my gut and my gut was filled with shame and embarrassment and toxic kinds of thinking like oh my gosh if she saw this house for all the flaws that we saw as possibility, but all of a sudden they weren't possibility anymore. I had sunk and I had sunk into the abyss of, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed by this house because our house did have flaws. Our house was old. It was not well taken care of. It was not, um, it needed an, um, an, up, a, a lift up. It needed, um, you know, it just needed new paint and it needed new, new stuff. It was old. And, and because the couple rooms where the foundation was really showing its weathered days, it, you could see that weathering, okay, within the house and all that inside stuff that I didn't want anyone to see, right? Because we live in a place sometimes where we want everyone to see only what we build and create on the outside. And we only want to show people what we create on the outside so that we can manipulate and manage a good image. We don't want people to see us on the inside. We don't want them to see our flaws. We don't want them to see the stuff that's old and maybe outgrown. And yet it's all there on the inside. So I, um, 
I lived with that. I literally, I have to tell you, um, until just probably the last couple of years, I've been moving away from that thinking and, and doing really, really hard work around that deeper, deeper seated, not worthy, not good enough. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so ashamed at the flaws that I have. So why do I tell you this story? Because it's a perfect story for what it means to be authentic. Because what it means to be authentic really encompasses two things, vulnerability and compassion. And I believe that to be authentic means you are willing to be vulnerable, you are willing to be compassion. And let me, let me go further in here. Vulnerability is the idea of, I've always used this phrase, being naked in a grocery store, because that's what it feels like to be vulnerable. It means letting others see all of you, your strengths and your weaknesses, and your weaknesses are not really weaknesses, they're just flaws. They're just the human part of you. We're not meant to be perfect. We're meant to be flawed humans. We're meant to be graceful humans with strengths and, and, and blessings and good parts about us. But we work so hard for people to see only certain parts of us that we shut down the true aspect of vulnerability because we don't want people to see the ugly cry. We don't want people to see when I unravel and fall apart. We don't want people to see when I yell and scream because emotions have taken over and I don't know what to do with myself. Brene Brown always says, you don't get courage without vulnerability. And I believe that even further than that, you don't get authenticity without vulnerability because to be authentic takes courage to be your true self, to be all of you, to let yourself stumble through moments, to let people see you uh, with emotions and feelings, to let that unravel and not keep that so held in place. I believe that when that particular community member said that to me, it unraveled my vulnerability. I was so worried about people seeing the inside of my house because it was flawed. And really that was just a reflection of, I was worried and anxious and fearful that if people really saw the inside of me, the flawed me, the one who didn't think too highly of herself, the one who didn't think she was good enough, the one who you know, worked extra, extra hard so that it looked, I looked all put together. I remember a long time ago, back when I was teaching and I was talking to one of my coworkers about the fact that I was all nervous and anxious. And this particular person looked at me and said, are you kidding me? You're like the most confident person around. And I remember laughing and looking at her and saying, that's not true. I just, I just channel that nervous, anxious me. I channel that non-confident me to be more confident. And what I didn't realize until this house story came about is that I really was working extra overtime to make sure a confident person came out, to make sure I was seen as confident, to make sure I was heard as confident. And the other part of me, 
the flawed part was weakening and weakening. And in some way you want that and in some way you don't because I was shutting off a part of me and I was overworking another part of me. And I wasn't really, that's not balance. That's not what helps us to be balanced. Why do we not wanna be vulnerable? Because it's scary. It's scary to, to worry about if I show people my true self, if I acknowledge all of me, will they like me? Will they love me? Will they be kind to me? Will I be kind to myself? Will I love myself? I mean, there's a lot at risk to be vulnerable. And yet you don't live consciously. You don't live an awakened life without being vulnerable, without admitting to this very human side of you. The other part of why this story is so perfect for teaching us to be authentic is because of a concept called compassion. Now, I've always thought in some way, compassion was about doing for someone else, being there for someone else. And, and it is, but it's so much more than that. See, to be truly compassionate, you have to be willing to stand outside of your comfort zone and to be in a space that allows another person to be uncomfortable with you. It's like another version of vulnerability. And we don't want to be uncomfortable. We really don't. We want to be secure and, and we want to be safe and we want to be um, isolated in, in, in luxury where there's no hardship and there's no falling and there's no failure. And that's not living consciously. So to be compassionate means I have to be willing to get out of my comfort zone, to get out of what makes me feel okay. And to be in an open space, looking at you and, and providing that safe haven for you to be all of who you're meant to be. Because only in doing that, am I being all who I am meant to be? Because we are always going to run into people and connect with people that are reflections of who we are. And when we are being vulnerable and we are being compassionate, getting outside of ourselves, then we allow people to really see what's on the inside and who we really are and what we're really made of. Not all the, the, the pretend or the created who we are. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just being your true self. So as we talk about what it really means to be vulnerable and compassionate and, and what does it have to do with living consciously? Everything. Because living consciously is about paying attention to yourself and, and really seeing all of you, acknowledging all parts of you, being present with all parts of you. No judgment, no disgrace, no put downs, no nasty language to yourself, but just being present with all parts of you and allowing yourself and all that's around you. So the people that you're around, the experiences that you run into, the situations that come up, 
to be so present that there is this connection and that you feel this connection between you and everyone else around you. That's really the idea of community. And you don't have community, a true community, without authenticity. And you don't have authenticity without vulnerability and compassion. So if we're building community, whether it's in our friendships, whether it's in our families, whether it's in our work structures, whether it's in our, our organizations, whether it's in our towns, whether it's in our world, whether it's globally, we don't have community without the concept of oneness because part of the word community is unity and unity means oneness. And we don't have oneness without vulnerability and compassion. And we don't have oneness without authenticity. Oneness is true connection where we see each other, we hear each other, we belong to each other. Not that I am like you, not that you and I look alike, act alike, we have to be alike, not that we have to have the same things. That's not belonging. Belonging is I see you, I hear you, I honor who you are. That means that in those types of oneness, we have to be able to learn and unlearn constantly. A Course in Miracles says that our only purpose here is to love or to unlearn because love is really where it's at and everything else that's not love is a learned behavior. It's a learned practice. It's a learned belief system. It's a learned idea. It's a learned thought. It's a learned language. It's a learned action. So you're either here to love or you're here to unlearn. And when you unlearn, those are the lessons meant to get you back to love. That's what it means to live consciously. That's what it means to live being authentic. That's what it means to live vulnerable. That's what it means to live compassionate. Socrates says, know thyself. It's, it's the one most committed goal that we should all be having. Know thyself. Because if we know who we are, we accept who we are, we allow who we are to just be in our communities, in our groups of oneness, if we allow the inside of us to be seen for what it really is, a possibility, there's so much that can come out of that. It's really the grandest freedom that we have. And it's the grandest freedom that we can give someone else. To me, vulnerability and compassion are like two sides of the same coin. It's kind of like heads and tails, good and bad, plus and minus. They really allow, vulnerability allows another to see the invisible you, the real you. Compassion is allowing yourself to see the invisible within another. Do you see how they're, they're duly, meet, they're duly meant, meant to be connected? They're duly meant to be one in the same. We are here at a time in our present history where each of us are being called to be authentic. As a member of this oneness, this community, whether I'm talking or whether you're thinking about your, your neighborhood community, whether you're, you're, you're thinking about 
your larger community, your towns, or whether we're talking about the whole United States or the whole world we live in. We are being called. I believe there is a shift in the structure of how we live our lives. And we are being called into being authentic people. Showing vulnerability, showing compassion. Being our true selves, allowing each of us to be seen, heard, so that all of us feel the sense of belonging, that we are connected to each other in some ways. We really have more that connects us than disconnects us. Although we live so much in that disconnect out of fear for being who we really are, because we don't want to be seen for our flaws. We only want to be seen for the pristine images that we create. And yet we are at the core an unhappy people. We are at the core a very disconnected people. We are at the core not learning from our common experiences to expedite and evolve into the possibility of who we really can be as a people. We each have a house story. We each have an experience where it triggered, oh my gosh, I don't want them to see the inside of me. I don't want them to see the inner me. We each have a story. Mine is a house story. Yours could be something else. What do I want for you today? I want for you to take a moment for yourself. I want for you to sit back and to ask yourself, does my strengths allow for weakness? Am I willing to let all of me be seen and heard? Am I allowing myself to be uncomfortable so that I can hold space for another person to be who they're meant to be? Am I adjusting to my invisible parts of me so that I can see the invisible parts of someone else. Ask yourself these questions, sit with these questions. Are you willing to be compassionate? Are you willing to be vulnerable? Are you willing to live an authentic life? You don't get to true joy. You don't get to true peace. You don't get to true love without authenticity, without vulnerability, without compassion. Living consciously in the present moment means that you take it all in. You accept it all, you allow it all, and you, you agree with the energy of the universe to keep moving forward and doing the hard things that need to be done. I am so happy that I got a chance to share 
my house story with you. I hope you find your house story within you. I hope you acknowledge the beautiful, beautiful parts of yourself, even those flawed parts. They are beautiful parts of you. I hope that you say yes to being willing to be vulnerable with another person. Take small baby steps to be vulnerable. Take small baby steps to be compassionate. I believe we can create a community that is less about bickering and fighting and blaming and shaming and projecting when we feel uncomfortable with ourselves and more about laughing and humility and fun and 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 playing around with you know things that help us all grow and learn and enjoying being with people enjoying learning with people there's always going to be two sides to every coin and sometimes we have to just decide what side of the coin we're willing to be on. What side of the coin do you see every time you flip the coin? Because only when we're willing to take those chances do we really live consciously, giving our trust and putting our faith in the universe to provide for us exactly what it will bring that's the best for who we are getting out of those constraints that we've created because they feel comfortable when in reality, they keep, up, keep us from the most joyful, peaceful, freeing parts of life. Get beyond the rules. Get beyond the have tos. Get beyond the shouldas. And really sit with, does your strengths allow for weakness to be seen because you don't get one without the other and you don't want to live a life where you're half of who you are because that's not a full life and you are so deserving of a full life thank you so much for listening to this episode of living the liminal if you have any questions please reprovide the show notes you can email me at christy at christypeck.com or there's this really cool feature on Anchor. If you're listening on the Anchor app, or you might even wanna to go to the Anchor app, you can actually leave, leave a voice comment or even a voice question. And we're gonna be sharing those at a later episode on this podcast. Again, may you have a joyful week. Remember who you are and live the liminal. I love you. Peace out, my friends.